Welcome to Sensei Says. I am your host, Joshua Page, and today we're going to talk about how to make your kata amazing. If you are a martial artist and you are in karate or taekwondo or any art that does kata or uses, uh, maybe they call it pumse or forms or whatever that is that your school calls it, um, a prearranged set of moves that simulate a fight, right, a kata, um, how can you make it look better? How can you make it look sharp, crisp? How can you make it look, you know, have, have that wow factor when people watch it and they say, man, that's impressive or that's very strong or, you know, I, I really like that technique. You know, how can we improve our kata, right? So we're just going to go through a couple of, you know, simple things you can do to improve your kata, to make it look better, to make it look good, and to get the most out of your training time. So let's just dive in. If you got a pen and a piece of paper, you can write some of these down and go through them and uh, let me know how your kata looks after you implement some of these uh some of these tips today. So number one, train slow. You have to walk before you can run. You know, learning kata is like painting a picture, right? The first, you know, uh, uh, stage is getting a rough sketch. So an outline of the kata. And then you're going to come back and add in some hard lines later. And then you're going to come back to the painting again, add some color, and then finally add the details. And it's the same thing with the kata. You, you're not going to learn the kata perfectly the first time. You're not going to catch all the nuances the first time. You know, we've been doing kata for a long time. I've been doing some katas, man, since I started, you know, 35 years ago. You know, I'm still learning details or little uh, um, things you can do to make the kata sharper, crisper, you know. Um, Preston Rogers, who's a great martial artist, said you haven't done your best kata yet. And that's a really great idea or concept to kind of think about with your kata. You haven't done your best kata yet. There's always something you can do to make it better. And there's always a different uh, layer of the onion, another another, uh, layer you can peel off or get to. There's always another place to go with it. So... Uh, training slow is really important in the initial stages, right? If you go too fast, try and learn everything all at once, it's just not going to be the best. You're going to spend a lot of time later going back and fixing your mistakes. So train slow. Learn in sections. Don't try and learn the entire kata, especially a black belt kata or an advanced kata, you know, all in one sitting. You can watch the whole kata, look at the whole kata, um, but learn in sections, and that might be three sections or four sections or two sections. Just depends on the size of the kata and how much you want to take on at once. I would say anytime you start to get confused about what the next move is, right, you may be doing a little bit too much. So go back and put it in small sections. Don't be afraid to go as small of a section as you need to for comprehension. So, And that ties into the next thing, the rule of five. I really believe that training in reps of five you know, you do the first piece five times, and then the second piece five times, the third piece five times, the whole kata five times. If you do your sections in fives, it really helps for your retention. And one of my instructors, Larry Dillingham, was really great at uh, we would do this section of a kata over and over and over again before we would move on to the next section over and over and over again, and then the next section over and over and over again. Because if you try and do the whole form start to finish, you get really good at the beginning, and the middle and the end always suffers. That's where your fatigue, both physical and decision, mental fatigue, kind of sets in. So the rule of five is a really great way to kind of make sure you're getting the most out of the kata. That, other thing with that rule of five is I think when you're practicing on, on your own and you have the kata down and you're doing it in your reps of five, the first two reps should be slow. The second two reps should be medium. The last rep should be full speed all out, you know, your presentation, you know, form of the kata. So two slow, two medium, one full speed, right? The other thing you can do after you have the kata down or while you're learning the kata is to learn the bunkai or the application of the technique. And you can ask your instructor. Now it's pretty easy. You can actually even go and and search some of that online. 
your instructor, of course, probably gonna be the best, you know, resource for you because it's gonna be specific to your style. You know, there's more than one uh, uh, application of the technique or a translation of what this move means or that move means. So try and stay within your uh, style, but don't be afraid to go branch out and see other applications too. But just for your own personal knowledge for your your system or style, ask your instructor, what are we doing here? What's this move? What's the purpose of this move? You know, and just being able to see that. Uh, application when you're doing the kata will help you um, to do the kata better, right? You want to be able to visualize in your own head the, the scenario that you're doing, right? If you can see those opponents in front of you and you can kind of commit to that, then other people will kind of be able to see that translated into your kata. It's really going to help the presentation aspect of your kata, right? Um, another thing you can do is check your work. You know, go through each move of the kata and check your technique. I've seen some really great... Um, martial artist getting ready for a tournament or warming up and they'll go through just one section or one little piece of their cut. It could be as simple as like two moves, a transition between one move to the next move. And they'll they'll do it fast, pop, pop, and then look, where are my feet at? Where are my shoulders at? Where are my hips at? Where's my chamber at? Where's my block or my strike at? And they'll make adjustments and go back and then they'll do it again, you know, pop, pop. And they'll have their technique set. They'll check everything to make sure it's good. And then they'll move on to the next couple moves. And same thing. They're checking to make sure everything is perfect, right? So once you have the kata down pretty well, go back through and check those specific things. Check your work, right? Uh, if there's a spot that's giving you trouble, that's a great time to drill that spot. Like an example would be we do a kata called empty, and there's a jump near the end. It's almost the very end of the kata. There's a really cool jump. And it can give people trouble sometimes. So if that's uh, a part that you're, you have the kata down, you got your technique down, you know, you're starting to polish it, and that jump is just giving you trouble, work on the jump over and over and over again. You can also augment that with some, you know, specific exercises that you can do. You know, maybe jump and tucking your knees up to your chest, right? Some high jumps, maybe some squats, maybe some walking lunges, something to kind of strengthen your legs. You know, but honestly, for me, the best way to get in shape for a particular part of the kata is to do that particular part of the kata. That's one of the reasons that it's there is to uh, push you and, um, kind of help you evolve as a martial artist so that jump is a really great way to um, to develop your skills as a martial artist so do that specific part uh, over and over and over again don't drill past fatigue where you're going to hurt yourself or get sloppy anytime you feel that your technique is starting to wane you're, you're starting to lose a little bit of the the sharpness take a break you know come back to it later uh, but don't practice so much that you're not getting any benefit. There is a point of diminishing returns with any kind of physical practice. Once you notice that your technique is starting to fall off or you're just too um, tired to do it safely or do it you know, w without being sloppy, it's time to take a break for a second and come back to it. There's always something else you can work, right? Uh, another thing you can do is find somebody that does the cutter very well and uh, observe, watch. Hey, will you show me the kata? And watch some of the things that they're doing. And that's really easy now because you have things like YouTube. If you don't have a person in your dojo that does the kata you're working on, you can go to YouTube and watch it. You can always take something from somebody else that does the kata well. Obviously, it's better if you have a mentor that you can watch directly and they can show you and demonstrate for you and then come back and do it with you, right? That's the, the best, right? If you have somebody that does the kata really well in your dojo, you know, get with that person before class or after class and say, hey, can we work through the kata? And again, I really uh, push that rule of five. Go through it slow with them two times. Ask questions if there's a spot that you have trouble with or, or even one of those spots that you're trying to polish. Say, hey, I'm having trouble with this spot. Do you have a good drill? 
Um, was at a tournament one time in Niagara Falls and I did the same kata as one of the other competitors and he really, really did it well. He was kind enough and generous enough to come over and say, hey, I noticed on one of the spots you had a little bit of trouble. Here's what I do. And it was a really nice um, kind of uh, uh, tip and trick to kind of help me get up and over. Actually, it was uh, a, a jump. I think it might have been Unsu as the name of the kata. And he gave me some really good advice on it. And now, you know, it makes that part of the kata easy. I've got some more confidence in it and I can share that, you know, with my, the people that I'm working with on that kata as well. So finding somebody that does the kata really well, pick their brain, work with them. And most of the time, 99.999% of the time, in my experience, if I ask somebody, even a competitor at a tournament, hey, how do you do that move? Or can you show me how to do that? I'm having trouble with this. I noticed you do it really well. They're going to be more than happy to help you. You know, martial arts is one of those uh, uh, arts that just by nature is pretty communal, right? People want to help each other, at least nowadays. I know it may have been different a long time ago, but, but now, especially in the tournament scene, people have always been more than eager or, or more than willing to help and uh, and work together, which is really great aspect of, of martial arts. And that kind of brings me back into the next point is if you have the cut it down, you've polished it, you're trying to get it to the next level, make it even better, I really, really think you should compete in a tournament, right? If you go and compete kata in a tournament, the, the barrier uh, for entry is very easy. All you got to do is register and come in, right? You don't have to qualify. You don't have to do anything. You just come in and compete. The great thing about kata is if you're nervous about competing, especially the first time you compete, when you do your kata, it's not like uh, you're going to spar or to grapple or you're stepping into a kickboxing match or a cage. You know, nobody's going to hit you in the face, right? I've only seen one person get hurt. Well, actually, two. I've seen two people get hurt <laughs> doing kata. Uh, and one uh, kind of tweaked his knee on a really crazy jump. And another person literally rolled their ankle walking off the mat, which could happen to anybody, anytime, anywhere, right? So you're going to go to a tournament. You're not going to get hurt. You're going to be nervous. And that's good because it's going to make you do your kata and get through those nerves. You're going to have people that you don't know watching your kata to give you feedback, right? You're going to be around other people that are trying to get their kata down really, really well. So it's a great environment to push you to get better. The other thing it does is it gives you a deadline, right? You have until this date to work on this kata and get it really well. So that's going to put some pressure onto your training, which is going to make you much, much better. So also uh, getting consistent feedback. So if you're getting feedback, that's great. I don't recommend getting feedback from a hundred people, right? Find those people that you want to help you, that you know they can get you where you need to be and get feedback from those people, that smaller circle. So you know if you're getting better or not, because you're going to see that they're, okay, this part that you did, you've uh, fixed it. Perfect. Now let's move on to the next part. So if you, if you get feedback from too many people, you get all kinds of different things to work on. And it's really hard to work on eight or nine things at a time. Uh, at most, we can work on one thing at a time. So keep that circle small of really trusted individuals that have a good knowledge uh, and understanding and um, work on those things one at a time. And as you check them off the list, go to the next thing, go to the next thing. You're going to get more mileage out of that feedback, I think. And um, be consistent. If you work on your kata every day, you'll get a little bit better every day. If you work on your kata once a week or once a month, it's going to be way, way harder to get better because you're always kind of starting over. If I skip a day or I skip two days or heaven forbid I skip a week, right? I'm going to have to kind of go back and relearn and, and rediscover and start back uh, from scratch on a couple of things. But if I do it every day, I kind of keep that 
train rolling down the tracks a little bit better. So uh, how do you make your kata look amazing? Number one, you train slow, right? You walk before you can run, and then you kind of go in and make it better, 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 better. Rule of five, training in reps of five, the first piece five times, second piece five times, etc. The whole piece five times, that's two slow, two medium, and one full speed. Check your work, go back through problem areas, and check them off, make sure they look good. Drill those parts until they look good to your best parts of your kata. Be consistent. Get feedback consistently from someone. And, of course, get out there and compete once or twice. You know, really kind of push yourself to make that kata the best it can be. So get up, get out, get moving, and I'll see you guys on the mat soon. Thanks. Have a great day.